0: it's daring to go through those doors that are presented to us that that you know these things that have a a twinkle in their eye (laughs) so to speak that kind of call to us and and yeah they're scary there's something scary about it I mean maybe there's nothing necessarily scary about the unknown itself but you know we have lots of reasons why we make ourselves scared of that This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby-Cook and Evan Schulte, identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art.
1: Welcome to another episode of Way of the Artist. I have no idea what we're going to get into, but thank you for joining us. (laughs) Evan and I had a nice (laughs) little discussion leading up to this and it's all kind of coming down to this idea that we're going to the place that we don't know where we're going. And there's something in that. And I think artists can really, I mean, whether you're an artist or not, I think you can really grab onto this and you can, you can kind of ride this wave, you know, and you can kind of see that, there's sometimes, and a lot of the time, this thing that we're after is, is trying to get behind this force of nature that's taking us and embracing it and not resisting it. At the same time, you're totally out of control and it has you. The more you embrace it, you feel a sense of control and you feel a sense of like magic and 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 sometimes, sometimes other people see it too as they watch you do it as they experience you do it, or they listen to you do it. And, you know, that goes obviously for every type of artist. you know, whether you're an actor, filmmaker, painter, musician, mime, it doesn't really matter, but there's something about letting go of the control, going into this scary ass place of the unknown and seeing whatever happens. And sometimes it's just incredible. And, you know, we've had our stories, um, we've had our experiences um, anyway, we're going to try to get into this. We're going to we're going to venture into this rabbit hole. We'll see what happens. Uh, I don't know if you got something to add to that, Evan, but that's the best I could sum it up.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I I, I love this sort of thing that we're getting into. Um, I think it's something that I understand the power and its implications. More and more as, as time goes by through my own experiences, through things that I, I, I see unfold both in, in other people and in myself. And I also think that in, in many ways, this is a great follow up to like our last episode as well with uh, with Ted, because Ted touched on on this too, talking about like, you know, he, he mentioned people like Daniel Day-Lewis and, and Meryl Streep you know and he's like they they step up there and they live in this unknown space they confront this fear every single time they perform and and you know and many ways there's that's where something we might call artistry is in that space somewhere you know and so what is this it's kind of a weird thing to try and and talk about because We talk about this unknown space like how do you talk about the unknown space because it's unknown um and really i i mean i don't know i don't know how we're going to talk about this one like i know we have we we said a few things before we started recording uh but i i am excited for some of the things that we kind of were talking about and and to see what else we might have to to say where this might go you don't know what's
1: gonna happen in the unknown. And that's kind of the it's it's a weird thing to talk about because in a lot of ways, I think with these talks and, and one of our laws is the law of the unknown. I mean, we, we 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 even included this in what we felt was like one of the laws of artistry, of of the creative life of of pursuing this thing of finding your authentic voice and expression. Right. And yet at the same time, it's the unknown. So like, (laughs) what do you even say about it? But I think it's important for anyone out there to know that this very elusive thing exists. Just knowing that alone, I think is important. Going into that unknown, that scary place. I mean, the fact that there's somewhere that is unknown, And, you know, there's, I'm sure there's that thought of like, well, we've discovered so much, you know, like we kind of can predict everything. What's like, yeah, there's a certain amount of like, we can predict that this has a certain percentage of safety and a certain percentage of danger. Right. So it, you know, for example, if you're going to like surf, right. There's a percentage of danger. There's a percentage of safety depending on how well you ride that wave or how, how well you deal with the nature of the ocean or whatever body of water you're dealing with. And it's like, we kind of can understand that, but there's still something unknown and, and the way that that person will deal with that wave, the way they'll ride that wave, the way they'll experience it. Um, you know, yeah, there's a certain amount of predictability about where it's going to curl. You can look at a wave from the shore but it's a different experience to be on it. And, mm. you know, I'm sure there's many other parallels that we could talk about, but art is a lot like that. And, and creativity is a lot like that. I think where it's kind of like you're submitting to the nature of it and you're accepting that. Okay. Like when I get on this thing, it has me and I'm going to do what I can. Well, it has me with it, but it is the thing, not me, right? And I think the ego is always trying to convince you that you can predict it, that you can know it, that you can understand it, that you can control it. But the nature of art is unknown. And what's gonna happen and those emotional responses that are gonna come out of you and the, you know, the way you're gonna move your paintbrush when the moment actually comes and you're feeling that painting might be beyond what you think you're going to do and that's the unknown so we can talk about it but we can't talk about what it is because we won't know that until you're there and nor will you and that's like the wild part of this whole conversation it's gonna be interesting and then
0: (laughs) then try and explain what that experience was like when you were doing it you know like it's it's um yeah, there's an element of, of creativity that refuses to be defined, that refuses to be contained, and, you know, like, it's... I mean, I, one of the things that led up into this conversation was, like, we were talking uh, a bit about emotion, and I think that emotion is is one of these ways in which we can in which we do access that unknown space. Because emotion is is something that we cannot really control. You know, and which is why I think that, you know, our minds take over. We always try and keep a lid on our emotions. And there's and and certainly, you know, we need to be able to function and meet certain obligations in our in our society and and that sort of thing. But our emotions contain this, this body of information and this body of creativity, I think you know it's. Um, maybe I'm running off the rails here, but. <laughs> well, <laughs> but if, uh,
1: I, yeah, go the emotion's for for kind it. of the wave. You know, it's the, it's the it's the nature. It's the it's the thing that's inside of you, and I think that people think they can control emotion. I think that there is in business and like presentation of life, there's state control. Like I think that you can rile yourself up and get yourself excited. And I think you can, you can start thinking about certain things and get yourself in a moody demeanor. Like, I think you can do that, Mm -hmm. but I'm talking about, and I think what you're referring to is this raw emotion when it comes out of you and it is like a wild animal. It's where you're talking about something and all of a sudden you start breaking down, crying, talking about it, and you don't know why that you didn't know that that was in you and that And, and to be able to Go into that because I think we, you know, some people, I think they learn to basically keep things on even keel for most of their lives and they never even touch that until somebody passes away or something crazy happens, Mm -hmm. but artists, you know, people who, who dive in the arts, I mean, I'm not talking about people that just want to be famous or somebody who just wants to like do it because they think it's cool or fun. I'm talking about people that really are looking into this. They will actively try to go into those places. And then we say, well, why don't you just do more work? Why don't you just do more of that? You know? And I, I think, yeah, like, it's because, like, well, you don't know what you're asking them to do. Like, they're yeah. It's and it's not that they're. I don't know if they're necessarily scared of that thing, but it's to be out of control is scary in and of itself.
0: Yeah, it goes it, against their
1: it, it, human nature in a way.
0: Yeah it it has it has its own set of demands, and it's, uh, and it's thrilling you know, like, because, I mean, we come from acting backgrounds and which is kind of an interesting place to, to come from for a discussion around emotion, you know, because as actors, you know, you are expected to have sort of an emotional life to bring, you know, something that is believable, that is human. Um, But, you know, emotion isn't, Everything that's to that to that landscape, um, but there was something that there's something really interesting that you're putting together. It made me think of of something that one of my teachers had shared with me, Larry, who I've brought up many times on this show. Uh, and one of the things that he instilled for everybody who was taking his class, because we all we were all learning how to. Do, teach what he was teaching as well and when the whole thing of emotions came up you know when we were dealing with like okay emotional preparation you know like how do you how do you walk into a scene with something going on you know and one of the things that he continually said is like we're not going for an emotional result we're not We're not trying to just have an emotion, sad, angry, joyful. The focus was always on meaning. The focus was always on Mm. discovering what really has meaning for you. And you begin to discover what really has meaning for you when it does something to you. Mm -hmm. When you know you would you're out you know waiting to go out on stage and you're imagining you know some sort of circumstance potentially unfolding you know in your own life you know something that hasn't actually happened but but something that to to just think about it just fills you with something and you don't have any control over that you know it's like you're saying like when you start crying You know like you're in front of a group of people and suddenly you just start crying like nobody nobody really wants to do that unless you're maybe acting yeah (laughs) and (laughs) because because then everyone praises you um but if you're just you know if you're at family dinner you know and you just start (laughs) and you just start crying like nobody wants wants that to have nobody plans for that sort of thing to happen but it happens something something overcomes and something something takes you and that something is something that has deep deep meaning for you and and by meaning it's i think that touches on on something that is so profoundly true for you and your life and your experience and when we're creating something that's what we're trying to do in some way is to connect to that that level of meaning and truth within us where we don't necessarily have much choice in the matter you know like we're just kind of going along for the ride that this thing is presenting you know and i I, you know i think for the artist the 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 challenge is well how How do you go to that place and how do you continually go to that place? I
1: think what you're, what you're pointing out to me is really making me realize that we got to get away from apathy. Mm. Got to get away from this place of, it doesn't matter. I don't care you know, this is meaningless. Like that, those types of things. I think all of that stuff is very like protective. I think I'll, like we do that kind of thing because, I mean, that's how we keep an even keel, you know, it's, uh, I'm not going to care. I mean, I think that you really like, it's hard to care. The older you get, the more you go through life. It's hard to care because, So many things demand you to care. And so many things are so hard on that. And, and, you know, the older you get, at least in my experience, the more you see that things are not as black and white and as clear cut and as, um, perfect or full of light as you would have hoped. Now there are things that are but a lot aren't. And I think what makes light so powerful is because there's so much darkness around it. And that might sound like a very negative thing to say, because I don't think that I think that here's, I just have to preface this. I think most people want to be good and they want to be good because it feels good to be good. And, and for the most part, I think most people, um, in their nature, want to be good. It's just that it's so easy to be bad. And I think that people do bad things and justify those things as not bad because it, it helps them keep an even keel. Now, if they cared more, they wouldn't do the bad thing. If they cared more about how other people felt, If they had more empathy, if they considered more the effects of their actions and the impacts of what they do, they would care more and it would change, but it would be harder. And it's difficult to be empathic. It's difficult to care about causes. It's difficult to do this stuff because you start to see like how many people don't care about shit, don't care about the environment, don't care that certain people live in poverty, certain people aren't eating, don't care that they cheated on their spouse to get what they wanted. You know, don't care that they screwed this person out of money or betrayed that friend. And people do this stuff and they have a justification for it. And you can look at them as bad, but that's also not caring. And I'm on a little rant here, Evan, but let me carry on. If you just look at the person that did the bad thing as bad and of themselves and you're missing it. You're, you're, You're that's indifference as well. And here's the, here's the awareness I had someone in my life who I so close to me, um, did something so fucking horrible. And I don't feel like they did it to me, but in a way they did it to me. And I was talking to some friends about it. And I was saying, you know, it's like, I don't know how to deal with this thing that they did. And, you know, this horrible thing, I don't know if I can forgive them. And then I was like, and I I hate them for it and I love them. And when I said I love them, I immediately just broke down. And I started to realize in that moment that this relationship is not black and white. This is a very deep and intricate relationship that's filled with all sorts of things. And that love, if I just exclude that, it's very easy. Oh, yeah, they're an asshole. They did a terrible thing. They're a bad person. Fuck them. Right? Out of my life. But when you throw the love in, when you throw the care, the fact that I bonded with this person, the fact that there's still feelings, it, it takes you into the unknown. It took me into the unknown. And in that moment, I remember the people I was talking to became extremely captivated with what came next, as did I, because none of us knew what was going to come next, including myself. And that's because I was in the unknown, making a discovery, finding out the nature of this relationship was so much more profound than this thing that they had done. And well, what do you do with that? I don't know. But my point is is that when you recognize that you can care, you're going to find way more stuff. But if you have indifference, you can just stay out of the unknown. It's so easy. It's so safe. But also doesn't that make you bad, right? In a way, because you're choosing not to care about something that honestly, like deep down, if you really face it, you do.
0: Yeah. And I think that you hit the nail on the head there is that like, you know, yeah, we all know that person and maybe in, in times in our life and, and certain moments and instances, we can be that person who's just like, oh, I don't care. It doesn't bother me. None of my business, blah, 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 you know? And Hey, look, I, I think everybody, everybody is guilty of that, you know? and, and, Sometimes it's because we are actually just at a place where it's just like, we can't. We just, we cannot look at that thing right now. But the thing is that if we continue going along this way more and more and more and more and more, those things add up. And suddenly there's all of these things that, like you said, like we we care about them. We've been acting like we don't care, but there's this huge pool of things that we care about and mean something to us that have been neglected for all of this time. And, and I think that the further that we go along that way, the, in many ways, the more challenging it becomes to go into that space, to go into that unknown space of, of emotions and the things that we care about and the things that we mean. And and like you said, love, I think love is such a, is such a huge it's such a huge part of this conversation which I wasn't expecting um it always of seems to it, come back
1: to yeah. love though doesn't it like it in always some does way? man yeah. it
0: always does <laughs> um but you know like love gives gives the things their meaning you know and and there are people we uh, we love there are things that we love our passions there's different ways that love manifests in our lives um I don't necessarily know where I was going with that, but I think that you, that, yeah, you re I, I I like that you brought that into the conversation. Um, because like, I, I, I know like even recently we were talking and it's just like, Oh, holy shit. I have, I have this pool of things that I've been, I've been avoiding and I haven't been looking at this part of myself, uh, and making the conscious decision to do it and being taken into an unknown space. And there's all kinds of resistance to that. You know, like there's this fear of being out of control. There's this fear of, you know, if I, it's like kind of like opening Pandora's box, you know, it's just like, if I open this, what's going to come out? Like what, you know, and, and, we have all of these reasons why we don't want to go into that space, why we don't want to, you know, we think, you know, we think that it's going to destroy us somehow, you know, that might seem kind of dramatic to say, but very often if you actually kind of follow your own, your own mind down the rabbit hole, it's saying, it's like, you're gonna die. If you do this, you, I don't know how, but you will die. (laughs) Yeah. And normally that's not, that's not the, the, the situation that happens, you know, like you can, you can go into that space and, and you can let it, whatever it is, flow through you. Let, let the, the emotion happen and take you to that space because, because that unknown space can show you something, you know, like it, it's like, yeah, it's new. You don't know what's going to be there. But so often there's, there's, beautiful wisdom there's beautiful insight there's there's you know it's that thing when you do have an emotional release you know that that moment of like breakdown where where there's nothing you can do all of your defenses have now failed you (laughs) and you know the breakdown is coming and in that breakdown there's suddenly a clarity that that comes out there's suddenly some sort of thing that you walk away with that wasn't there before and how did that thing happen? How did, how did, you know, like it's, it's a bizarre thing that, that occurs. It's a, it's a mysterious thing that occurs. Um, but in my experience, it's, I don't, I don't know what it is, but I know that it is. I hmm. I mean, I'll go back to this
1: point. I really think that. Not caring is the safe choice. If you want to live a safe and small life, care about very little, you know, even yourself, I mean, just, just take, take as little care as you can into things. And to some degree, that's a very like safe way to live. Is it a fulfilling life? I, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, and is it all that safe? In the end, I don't know either.
0: Yeah. But I, I know I that in the that moment you said it.
1: I know in the moment it will feel safe. And I know because I've definitely I remember there was a period in my life and, and I remember it was in my twenties because my my childhood, my my teenage years were so fucking hard. Like I, I bullied. Um my parents were divorced. They used me against each other. Um uh, I was neglected a lot it sucked you know and 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 i had a lot of emotional hurt from that felt unloved didn't feel good enough and i remember there was this period and i was in acting class and i was just like i just don't want to hurt anymore i just want to i just want to feel good i used to look around i used to think like man like and you know it's all projection i'm just imagining what other people are feeling and thinking but i'm just like everyone else seems so like like their parents fucking love them and give them attention and taught them how to throw a fucking baseball and, like, you know, or whatever. And I'm generalizing, obviously, but this is my projection at the time. And it's like, I just want to feel good. I don't want to be hurting all the time. And I just taught myself to feel apathetic, I taught myself to not care. And it worked for a little bit. That was the problem for a little while. It actually started to work. And I started to feel like, Hey, I don't hurt so much. And I just started to not care. But I think the consequences of that decision become devastating over time. Um, and there's a quote, and I don't know who the hell said it, but, uh, it's, uh, something like it's hard to follow your dreams. It's a tragedy not to. Mm. and i feel like that's what apathy does is it says you know it's it's hard it's hard let's stop it being hard but there's a tragedy in that and and to follow your dreams to me means to care about something you know and maybe your dream is a relationship a a family maybe it's a job maybe it's a certain career maybe it's a role maybe it's a painting i don't know what it is but like something you probably care deeply about and you want to find out and maybe you want to excavate it from your soul. But if you decide that that doesn't matter and you're not going to care about it, I mean, it's probably a lot safer. It's probably going to be a lot easier in certain ways, but will it be fulfilling? And will that come around in a way to be a tragedy? And that I think is the thing that drives me out of that, you know, the, the the idea that, yeah, if I do this, like if I don't learn how to deal with the hurt that I feel, if I don't learn to like go into that, then it's just this thing I avoid for the rest of my life. And so I I, I think what I hit was a point of, I tried that for me, it didn't work. I don't know. Maybe it works for other people, but all I can say is I hit a point where I said, fuck it, fuck it. I, I, Cause a friend of mine, uh, a friend of mine had died. And I realized that you could just, it could just all be over. And I just decided like, fuck it. This could all end tomorrow. This could all end today. So if I'm going to do anything in my life, I'm going to go out, doing whatever it is that I love. And I just decided that. And I started doing that. And I found that as hard as some days were, it was so much better to be going into whatever that sphere was, you know? And, and I've told stories on this podcast of moments where like people ask me about this shit. But to me, it was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to die doing what I love. And, 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 and in the context of this conversation, I cared about something more than I cared about the consequences of it going wrong. And I think that's where, where it's like you go into that place, you don't know where you're going, but you go there because it's better to go there than to stay in this known place. And I don't know if it works like that for everybody. I just know that for me in a certain way, going to the unknown seemed like a better option than staying safe and
0: apathetic. I want to, um, I want to just like give a moment for like that story to just sort of settle <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> because it's great. Yeah. And so it's, 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 it's a, it's a terrific life story. Um, I've had the privilege of getting to, to hear you say it a few times, um, and it's always good. I want to, um, you know, because there was this, a, a couple of things that kind of got this conversation as sort of the, the juice is flowing for this conversation, and you sort of touched on it there, which was, um, you know, we're trying to go to the place where we don't know where we're going. And it's not just being in the place where we don't know where we're going, because, you know, that that happens um, for each and every one of us in different moments of time. But but to actually try to do that, you know, to actually make that a goal of what we do, like, that's what, you know, I I think, you know, good artists are, are trying to do as much as possible. Um, and again for living a kind of a creative life i think for leading a fulfilling life and i think that it's actually those things are almost synonymous with each other a fulfilling life and a creative life are the same things you know ted was saying in in our last episode you know like when we asked him where do you think where he thought creativity comes from and he said it's fundamental i think that was what he said fundamental or foundational Yeah. I think it was
1: fundamental. It it might've been foundational, but yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But it's fundamental into, in who and what we are as human beings is, is, is creative. We're, we're just endlessly creative beings, whether you look at yourself that way or not. And so I, I think that there's, there's trying to, to find this sort of connection, trying to find this thread of that is, is, quite vital you know because if if this sort of unknown space and creativity and fulfillment and and you know leading sort of our our best lives are all connected i i think that this is of of utmost importance for us to look at and 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 by us i don't mean just you and me here having this conversation but you know for for anybody for anybody who's who's living who's got a pulse who has who has breath in their lungs, you know like this is a, a hugely important question and and I guess in many ways a lot of what this whole podcast is is really about at its core, which is just like how do we how do we lead lives? you know how do we how do we just how do we live to the best of of what we have? Where do we where do we go? What decisions do we make? you know and and that those that nobody can answer those questions for us and and it's something that that we have to answer for ourselves and and fuck, I think that we we don't have many of the answers, you know, for what that is. you know, we kind of all come in with just mostly a bunch of questions. <laughs> Yeah. Mostly just a bunch of questions, very few answers, and the answers seem to be shifting all the time, and so we're we're just like like we're just consumed by an unknown space. We're consumed by a, a place of not knowing where we're going. Like holy shit! If any year has like taught the world <laughs> and all of us that it's twenty twenty, you know of of how much. We just don't know how much, like, and how much we actually truly live in a space of we don't know where we're going. So what do we do with that? Yeah. How do we... we, how do we embrace that? How do we, how do we ride that wave? Because if that's the way, if that's just the way that things are, then we're going about this, the, you know, this shit all backwards in a way, you know, like we're, we're, we're thinking our way through everything. We're trying to control everything. We're trying to manipulate everything. We're trying uh, uh, for something that we can never control for something that we can never manipulate. Not really, not fundamentally. It's not something that we can actually do. So how do we, how do we live in that space? How do we exist in that space? And not just that, but like thrive, create, like use it, be a part of it. Even
1: if for, even if history repeats itself, the, the experience we're in is novel to us and you know, you can, you can do all you want. You can go study history. You can study like uh, you can study, um, you know, pandemics and you know what, you'll find out that every hundred years there's a super fucking deadly one. And every 50 years, there's a pretty, pretty ugly one. And every 25 years, there's one that's really scary but actually is not as bad as we thought it would be. And you know what? We're in a 50 year one. We're in the one that's not super fucking deadly, but it's like right in the middle. And by the way, this happens every 50 to hundred years. So we could have saw it coming. We could have looked at history. We could have studied it and expected it and been like, well, it's probably going to happen eventually. But the thing is, is when it happens, you never know how it's going to happen and the way it's going to be and what it's going to be like. And we've had all sorts of movies about the zombie apocalypse and all sorts of shit like this. And everybody's got their guns and their, you know, well, some, not everybody. I'm just making a joke here, yeah, but yeah. like people got their guns and they got their bunkers and they got all this food supplied away. And they go, this is what it's going to be like. And I'll be prepared. And by the way, you don't know what it's going to be like. And you don't know what it's going to, ha- what's going to happen. And, you know, and, and it's like there's this illusion that somehow we can predict. And we're going to know what it's going to be like. And yes, you can look at history and you can see things repeat themselves, but when you're in it, it's novel to you. It's totally new. And I think this is the thing about the unknown. It's like, even though you knew it might've been coming, like let's say you're in a marriage and you know, you're going to get divorced. You just know it. You have a sense in your gut and you just know it's going to happen you can talk to everyone about how they went through their divorce and what that's like. But when you get there, I'll guarantee it'll be novel to you. It'll be unique. It'll be its own thing. And I know I'm talking about some of the negative sides, but also the positives, you know, the first time you you, you get an acting role or you, you paint that painting or you write that script or you get married or you travel to Europe or or canada or whatever the places that you go you know uh, you try something for the first time it will be novel to you and and this is the unknown that's the thing you can't describe that's the thing and and that when you start to look at that as more the point then it becomes about living it becomes more about being present and like you know, I think I played with this whole idea for a long time and and, 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 and it was hell, but I played with this whole idea. What if I did this different? What if I didn't do that? What if I, but, and I tried it. I I'd manufacture all these scenarios in my head about how it would have played out and how my life be better. And at the end of the day, I just realized like all of that's nonsense in the moment. I made the choice I made. It was novel to me. And maybe I made the wrong choice. Maybe I didn't make the best one. Maybe in my mind now I can look at a better one, but at that moment, I did what I did. And now I'm here. And every time that I think we take ourselves away from this present moment and we go like, try to relive the past or try to predict the future. We take away the the moment that we're in. And by the way, there's going to be a moment. And I know this sounds like very off topic, but it really it really does matter. There's going to be a point where you're going to be dying. There's going to be a moment where you're going to start to realize my life is, is at its end and it might come a second before you die and it might become a year before you die, but you're going to be at that moment and you're going to realize that these moments you could have been living. And that's what I think the unknown is. It's these moments. Cause we have no idea what this moment really is. And when we say we do, and we try to control it and we try to like, just you gotta let the nature of this moment be what it is. And you ride it. Don't it's doing you, you're not doing it, you know, to bring it back. Right. Mm. When I look back at the past and I try to rewrite it and try to say, I would have done something else. I mean, that's like trying to say I'm surfing and the wave should have done something different. The wave did what it did. And I responded to it. Now the next wave I get, I'll respond better, respond different, respond with that information. But that wave, whatever wave I was on is gone. And the wave that will come after the wave that I'm currently on, I have no idea what it will be like. Although I can say, well, it will be something like this maybe, but then again, You know, that's, that's the thing though. It's, 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 it's this balance of like, I'm here now. So I'm responding and that's my control. But I didn't know I would be here now, even if I felt it in my gut, even if I had a premonition, even if I can tell the future you're still there in that moment. And you know this, I mean, you fucking teach Meisner acting and I've done your class and I know what it's like to be in the moment and be like, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) I thought I knew what was going on. Clearly I don't. And yet if you can just embrace that, something really fucking cool happens. And you know, it's, it's a shame, you know, there's so many people who have had a credible, I just from an acting side who have had incredible performances from Meisner work that no one will ever see again because they weren't recorded. And only the only tale that will ever be told were the people who experienced them, who either were acting in it or watching it and they'll be gone. But this is kind of, you know, as Ted was kind of talking about the whole idea of live performance, your life is live, (laughs) you know? And yeah. you're missing it.
0: <laughs> yeah. And does it does it ever really end? Yeah. <laughs> really, yeah. you know. Um, well,
1: was, I, I I got some tangents today, Evan. I don't know. Oh, what's no, going on Oh no, it's great. It's
0: great. I'm 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 happy. you have Some some <laughs> tangents. I I don't feel like I have a lot of tangents. So you know, someone's got to talk here. Um, oh, there we go. <laughs> I wanted to say that um, there was this this historian. I can't. It was a documentary. I don't even remember what the documentary was about and I don't remember the name of the person, but I remembered what they said and they were like a historian from I think Yale or something and like the head the head of history and of the history department in Yale and he said history doesn't repeat itself but it does have some patterns <laughs> yeah. and I thought like, yeah, I've that's heard that one for yeah, <laughs> Yeah. And I think that like that really kind of nailed that one because it's just like, yeah, like every, every lifetime, every generation, you know, is, uh, is different, you know, and, and there are similar, yeah, patterns, some things kind of like, kind of like rise and fall. And there's, there's, there's sort of uh, a big sort of sweeping movement that can kind of occur, but it's always a little bit different for everybody that was there and 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 so you can't ever say that like well it just it's just repeated. you know it's the same thing as well it's not the same thing because if everything was just the exact same thing all the time, we would we would know exactly what to do. Well, can I say something? this is exactly what Ted was pointing
1: out. you know you're doing Tennessee Williams in Missouri or or wherever you're doing it in New York and it's different because it's the same play and it has patterns, but it's not the same. And that is the unknown, you know, like if you're really being truthfully authentic, the same words, the same story can be told and yet it will be different. And, people who have seen live theater understand like they've seen really good theater live in different places will understand even sometimes the same performance can be so transform transformed in a different way from the same actors doing the same play on a different night that Mm -hmm. you can, you can realize like, wow, like, and, and, and what is, is really false, and if we're just talking about theater, is when people are trying to make it last night's performance. When Mm -hmm. they're trying to make it the performance they think it should be. If they can let go of what they think it should be and what it was and be in it, something incredible can happen. And, you know, and not to judge this moment against the last or the one you thought it should be. That's very difficult. And I, I think that we can all relate to that. Anyone who is, especially in the arts, especially in acting, but yet that's kind of what we're asking you to do, you know, and, and asking of ourselves really, can we let this be enough as it is right now? And, and then understanding that, like, I think what I think is truly profound is that, each and every person was born into a life from a certain family in a certain place in the world, with a certain family history, with a certain dialogue or, or a dialect or um, a certain character to themselves, certain insecurities, certain confidences. And yet that thing is entirely unique and unknown. And, and the shame is that we don't see it that way and and i i say this as much to anyone else as i say it to myself it's like because every once in a while i have a glimpse that there might actually be something that's very interesting and okay about me but there's a lot of time where i'm like you're not good enough you you can't do this you know you said that was stupid that was a dumb thing you did or said or you know and Mm -hmm. i and But then every once in a while, like, you know, Ted had mentioned on last performance or last talk, I had a performance that he remembered, you know, that stood out with them and like nearly like a decade later, like several years later, he still remembers that day. And so do I, and it's like that you look at that and you go, well, isn't that kind of what we're trying to like live life, like And I mean, let alone what artists are trying to do with their art, but like, don't we want life to be that kind of thing where it's so rich and full that when you look back upon it, you're like, wow, like I, I, I did it. I I lived, you know, and, and then it doesn't even matter. Like it becomes irrelevant if you won or lost, but you were there, you were living it, you know? it's so much better to have lived it than to have talked about the idea of maybe wishing you could, you know, and, and there's so much that we could talk about what we could live, you know, and, and I could go on and on about all these things that I, I don't know if will ever happen for me, but there's this life that I lived. And if I'm so focused on the stuff that I hope happens one day, I miss the stuff that I lived, you know, and I think that, I don't know like what this conversation is really bringing out of me is like those things that are the unknown. You don't know what they are when they're happening, but then they, they they're often so memorable and so important, but you have to be willing to go into that unknown. You have to be willing to ride that wave and see where it takes you and see what it's going to be like. If you don't, you just, I think, that's the tragedy of not living your dream. You just end up with these blasé moments that all just kind of mesh into each other and they don't matter.
0: Mm. You know, what's interesting. I, I oh, I'm just all over the place with quotes. I might have to search this one up, but <laughs> you just reminded me of this one quote, which was, um, we think in abstractions, but we live in detail. Hmm we live in the details we live in the specifics and it's this conversation has been so interesting because it's gone down these different avenues and these different paths and and it's like is this related to where we even started to and it's like and and it all it all is in a very kind of interesting in an interesting way um but that quote just jumped in into my head because it's like yeah like we're so much of us are just we're are living from the neck up Hmm. you know that's how we're 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 living our lives and and we're shut off from from our bodies we're shut off from our emotions and we're living in our heads so where are we living we're living in a world of abstractions we're living in a world of just you know of block lettering (laughs) you know and pick and pixelated images you know and it's like but we live in details and, and colors and, and things like it's, you know, most people can probably trace a couple of memories, you know, of just like of, you know, one of the best days or afternoons or, you know, just a, a beautiful moment in your life. You know, if you just think about a beautiful moment in your life, take a look to see just how much of that, you didn't know was going to happen. How much of that was just like, this is just what happened and I was there. Like, and I was just so there for it. I mean, I, I use traveling as an example of this and and why so many people, I understand why so many people love to travel because it puts you into that space. That's, that, that's one of, it's kind of an interesting way where I think people, whether they know it or not, that people experience the unknown you're going to another country to a place you don't know to to a place where maybe they don't speak the same language as you, you know, they eat different food than you know like it's there's all of this shit where you're like and and you throw yourself in there and it's just like respond you know just just and the only way that you can do that is is by becoming so attentive to where you are becoming so attentive to what you're doing and and what's around you you know that and and there's so much joy that comes with that you know like some of my some of my fondest memories are are of traveling you know because it's like you just kind of have to bypass that whole circuit in your brain cuz you're like i honestly don't know you know you 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 have to just respond cuz that's in some ways the only way that you're going to to survive but it has this weird extra benefit of of kind of bringing magic in, you know, there's just sort of this magic that suddenly occurs. Like, you know, the, the, the sun is shining brighter and the colors are more vivid and the food tastes better. It's just like it. And, and I don't I'm just trying to use this as an example of, of for, for people to understand how this this has an impact and and why and and potentially where we can find more of this stuff in our lives and 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 I don't know Brandon I don't know <laughs> I'm and at a know, loss for words today yeah. oh you don't have to you know you don't have to know that's I
1: think that's the thing but I think that I I I I relate I mean travel has been one of those things for me too it's been one of those things that Um, you know, I don't have any regrets. I I feel like I made the choices I made and I've made peace with those choices. But if there was anything that I would tell anybody from the choices I made, just to say, Hey, trap, go travel more, more than you think you should go travel more because travel is going to teach you a lot of the things that you need to learn. And I'm talking about everything. Like it's going to teach you about like art. It's going to teach you about yourself. It's going to teach you about people, you know, travel more, um, put yourself because travel, um, puts you into a place of, and, and don't go to the safe place. Don't go to the resort. Don't go, don't go do the thing that you already know. Go do the thing that you don't know. Um, you know, uh, travel has taught me so much about like, it, it, just, it just broke down certain restrictions I had built in my mind, you know, and it, it, you know, there's, there's so many times and I'm not, I don't know. There's so many times where I've traveled and I've, I've personally gone and done things where I didn't have the money or I didn't have the connection or the resource. And I just said, I'll figure it out when I get there. And in some ways I feel like that type of travel is the most rewarding travel because you really do. You really find out how resourceful you are. You find out what's possible. And I, I like to think, and I mean, look, you don't have to agree with me, but I like to think that, you know, you're designed to succeed on this planet. You are of this planet. You are of this nature. You know, this is, this is, this is designed to make you strong. This is designed to give you everything you need. I mean, the harder the wind blows, the more the tree plants its roots in the ground, man. So you get wind, you're planting your roots. You know what I mean? Like it's designed to fucking make you what you are. So the more that you embrace that and, and stop fighting that, the more you're going to find out, like, it's just in your nature to survive in the unknown. And like we're like humanity has lived for so fucking long for us to get here for us to figure out how to be here. Now, I mean, you have so, you're riding on the shoulders of so many giants and um, giants that aren't just who wrote books and, 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 and led things. But, you know, people, people who, who just were like animals that figured out how to survive against fucking wild cats and shit. You know what I mean? Like, like it's, you have things inside of you. You have, you have fucking incredible things inside of you. You just don't know. And I think the unknown when you get there you start to find out what that shit is You know, you start to find out what you're really made of and 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 yeah, sometimes we don't make it. Sometimes we do die. Sometimes we perish Sometimes people climb everest and they fucking they don't make it and and they don't come back down But That's part of the human spirit and that's part of the unknown and I, I don't know why I'm talking so fucking inspirational today, but it's coming out of me. And I think, I think the reason why, honestly, if, as I'm stopping to think about it, is I think I need to hear it. <laughs> if I, you know, I, I, cause it's just reminding me, man, it's like, fuck, th- that's, that's why I do any of this stuff is yeah. to find out whatever that human spirit is. And, and that's only found in this unknown place. And, and i just had no idea what it was until i got there and now i have these things and you know for some strange reason people come to me for coaching and mentorship and i'm like i don't know but i have some Mm -hmm. things to share about that and 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 people like that and it inspires them and it helps them make award-winning films and shit and i'm like great but i'm i'm not it's not that i necessarily know how to teach them how to do that i just know that like, if you go into this thing, there's something in there, I believe that is fucking awesome. And a lot of what I try to do is just encourage people to go into that because I just really honestly think it's a shame not to, um, maybe that makes me somewhat motivational, inspirational, but I think that that's a lot because that's the way I learned to survive in my own life was, I just said like, look, you either submit to the life that you were given, or you go out and you try and to be a kid who was bullied in high high school and had like really no friends to go and be the guy that was like, had a team of like a hundred people and like became super charismatic. Like to go from that to this was literally me just saying, fuck it. (laughs) Let's see what happens if I try, you know what I mean? Cause that was really like, you know, and, and don't get me wrong. I had all sorts of demons. I battled as I went and took that journey. And I had, you know, days where I stayed in my room and I just remember staring at the shadows of my room and, 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 and being upset and, and those days will happen. I never planned for those days, but those days also made those days where I was standing on stage, accepting an award or, or talking to hundreds of people really fucking cool too. And it's just, fuck life is just a wild ride or it can be a super safe, predictable thing. And I just think the wild ride is worth it. You know, I, I don't know why I feel like I keep needing to say that shit today, but I think I'm trying to get myself to remember that. Cause I feel like actually recently I've been playing it more safe than I normally would have and, you know, I think, and, and I'm remembering.
0: I think that safe is gonna kick you a hell of a lot more than the unknown is. I think so, you know, too. I think the yeah. unknown is, in, is an invitation. And as we're going along here, you know, at the beginning of this conversation, I was wondering, I'm like, well, how do we even talk about the unknown? How do we even talk about entering into the unknown and how we do that? And as we're talking, I'm like, well, it's actually not particularly difficult at all the opportunities for stepping into the unknown are absolutely everywhere you got a passion to do something that you haven't done well there you go you yeah, know walk through totally. that walk through that door that's the unknown you've got you know um someone that you want to like i don't it, it goes through so much for life like everything is unknown there's a person and and that's where the life is you know there's there is there that uh, that cute person who you know You see almost every day who you want to go out with. Shit, open that door, walk through that door. You don't know. Like it's like there's opportunities everywhere for us to step into that unknown space. And when we, the more we think about it, the more, the more that gets our sort of our our life juices going. You know, it's not in the safe. It's not in the safe spaces. It's not in, you know, just sort of sitting on the couch, so to speak. You know, it's it's daring to go through those doors that are presented to us, that, that you know, these things that have a, a twinkle in their eye, <laughs> so to speak, that yeah. kind of call to us. And And, yeah, they're scary. There's something scary about it. I mean, maybe there's nothing necessarily scary about the unknown itself, but, you know, we have lots of reasons why we make ourselves scared of that you know
1: yeah we do we have lots of reasons why we do you know talking to the person that you like i mean i i can remember i can remember so many times and and like just my heart beating out of my chest thinking i I want to talk to this person and overriding that overriding that um and doing it instead of being like nah i won't nah it's, it's like that, you know, those are the moments that like really transform you. And, and after you do it, you know, I, I think I, I have to mention this cause I think that, and this is something I'm battling with a little bit and I'm realizing it, I think it's important to share, but you have your nature and you have your ego and your ego doesn't like your nature because it can't control your nature. And your ego is the thing that says, your your nature is the thing that says, I like that person and I want to get to know them. That's what your nature does. It's like, I want this thing, I want to know it, I want to talk to it, I want to whatever. And that might be uh, your dream, a a piece of art you want to paint a movie you want to make uh, a a role you want to take on. It doesn't matter, but your ego is going to come in and it's going to say, these are the risks. If we don't do it, we get to keep all this stuff. We get to protect this. And it's like, we talked about this. This is kind of a, I called it the guard. It's like the ego. That's the guard. It's guarding whatever feels secure. And nature doesn't really care as much about what's secure. It's more into like where you're, what you're meant for. You know, it's, it's, it's more like
0: possibility.
1: Yeah, exactly. That the ego is like your guard and it's constantly trying to protect you. And to override that, is going to take you into the unknown now here's the thing if you go into the unknown and you find out you're not going to die and you're okay and even if especially if you find out you're better off going into that unknown than you were before what what happens is the guard in my experience starts to let up it starts to be like oh okay we're safe cool and then it just guards a new area further out different boundaries (laughs) but initially it doesn't even want you to do the small things. And, and what I find is like, if you push past the guard, if you want to call it that, um, what ends up happening is you're like, why was I ever scared of that? You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. what, what but you can't even remember anymore because it just seems so ludicrous to even be scared of it, but you're scared of something else. And it's just a little bit different now. It's a little farther out. And what I'm finding right now is I have a guard that's coming up around certain things. And I'm like, What the fuck? But I'm realizing I'm like, yeah, because it's trying to protect me from the unknown, the same thing that it's all, but it's more complex now. It's not as obvious. It's not just like, Oh, go talk to this girl or go, go drive to LA or, you know, it's not so simple and straightforward now. Mm. Now it's more complex. It's it's, my boundaries. Like driving to LA is like nothing to me. I've done it so many times, you know, talking to a beautiful woman's not an issue for me. I've done that a lot. It's not an issue but there are other things that I'm like, Oh, I don't know if I could do that. (laughs) Yeah. And that's where my ego comes up. And so I think like, this is the benefit of pushing into the unknown. You push past what your ego thinks you're allowed to do and you realize you can do more and you start finding out that, Hey, that's in your nature. And, um, you know, maybe it doesn't work out, but if you can decide that you're going to like, if you can look at it, like, not like your ego's bruised, but that you're okay. You went to ask out the person. They said, no, they, they rejected you hard, but you went, Hey, I did it. I I did that thing that I wanted to do and I didn't let it stop me. And you look at that as the win, then you're forever champion. But if you look at like, Oh, they rejected me. I'm a piece of shit. Well, then you're going to go and retreat and be small. And I just think it's in your nature to look at how you expand. It's your ego that says, that makes it a pride thing
0: yeah yeah oh oh we, man uh, we're yeah. um we're uh perhaps at that witching hour i agree i agree um, I, you
1: know it's funny i know like i just want to say this i didn't i didn't even know what we talked about and i honestly didn't think i had anything to say <laughs> Actually, surprised that I've said as much as I did because when we came to this conversation, I was like, I don't know what I'll say, but I'll just let Evan talk. <laughs> and then I talked way way more.
0: <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. It became evident to me that, that <laughs> at some point here that 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 you had more to say on this oh, than man. than I did today, which was funny because I thought, look, like, I think I got a lot to say about this, but I'm just like, I don't. See, know. That's this is a great example of the
1: unknown, right? You think you know what you're getting into and then you just end up totally going into some other territory. And that's the, that's kind of the thing though, whether that's good or bad is irrelevant. It's just kind of like, but that's what you do. You, you try it out. You go out there and you, and then you find out, you know?
0: Well, do you want to find out what, what I'm drinking? I do. It's dark. (laughs) What is this? It is. This is uh this is the steamworks nitro stout. Oh nice. Yeah. Is yeah, it like yeah, not yeah. bubbly? Is like Yeah, it? so it's not very bubbly, but it's rich. It's rich, man. It's like it's like dessert. Nice. <laughs> well, you're
1: oh. gonna be surprised with what I went through, I think. Cause you know how I'm always like I don't like sours.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: Well, I got a sour. And here, furthermore, it's delicious. I love it. Wow, <laughs> I know. Okay. So I've had two sours in my life, which I've like been like, these are awesome beers. One was this cucumber sour. I have no idea who made it. It was a crap brewery in Vancouver, but it was incredible. And I, I I'm actually kind of on the search to figure out what it was cause it was awesome. Yeah. But this is the second one that I've had that I've been like, wow, this is really incredible. This is moon underwater and it's called peaches and cream sour. Um, Ooh. and it, it's, it's really, really good. The thing I think I like about it is that, like, I think a lot of sours, the reason why I don't like them is they're super tart and they kind of like, they're almost like a punch in the teeth, you know, like it's you know what like this, too much.
0: You know what my problem with this sour is?
1: It's too <laughs> sour. Yeah, it's too it's sour. It's real sour. <laughs> yeah. This is sour, but it's, um, it's kind of mild and, uh, the, the, the peaches and cream flavor is just delicious. So yeah, I, I. I highly recommend it. I think it's a great beer. I mean, actually I think like if you're going to get into sours, this is a great, like, you know, gateway cause I might actually try some more now cause I avoid them like the plague. But, yeah. uh, but I used to avoid IPAs and now
0: I like IPAs too. So who knows? My God, who knows? <laughs> it's a big, wonderful, wild world. Out world. there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Evan, two final thoughts, my man. Yeah, let's do it. Um, Yeah, I I think that my last thought on on this, and I'm going to stay with the door theme because it's been one that's a, a good image for me recently, which is that there is this life. There is this you that you are, that you can be, that just lies outside of this open door and you've just got to walk through it. You've got like, that's what lies beyond that door. And there's going to be all sorts of reasons and distractions and, you know, ways that you can convince yourself to not step through that door. But through that door, is life itself you know for you whatever that looks like cuz it's gonna what what that is for you is different than than it is for anybody else but you got to step through that door you absolutely have to confront whatever it is that you have to confront that's 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 stopping you from from stepping out that that open door to this this possibility that you don't know and, and confront it, just walk past it, (laughs) go through the door. I, I agree. And I
1: I love the analogy. My thought is really just to further that idea, which is that I really do think you must walk through that door. I, I agree. I think it's, it's, it's a shame not to. I think that there are doors, you know, you want to walk through They're in your heart, they're in your nature and nobody has to tell you what they are. I think you just, are. I think you already know. I think I'm saying it right now and you, you're thinking of it and I'm talking to all our audience members. I think you're thinking of it and you know what that door is and you know what it is that you've been having a calling and you got to walk to that door and your bullshit, your guard is that, well, what if it doesn't work out? What if it's something that's not the point. The point is that you walk through the door.
0: Thanks for listening to the show. If you got something out of this, if you feel it improved your life or your journey in any way, please take a moment to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode. You can also support us on Patreon, where we have tons of great bonuses.
1: You are the ones that make the show possible and help us to thrive. Thank you for joining us.